Welcome to the Men Made For More podcast, a show designed by men for men looking to get strong, feel confident, and live a high-performing life. As men, we face many challenges as we try and strive for a better life. We want to live a meaningful and confident life, but don't know where to start. You've lost your physical and mental edge that's keeping you from living out your full potential. You're tired of talking about doing big things, and you're ready to start living it. With the Men Made For More podcast, our goal is to teach you how to strengthen your body, your mind, and your purpose on your way to reaching your full potential. It's time to start living as the man you know you can be to help lift up those that matter most in your life. In this podcast, we'll leave no stone unturned as to what it takes to get out of your comfort zone and step into living a strong, confident, and high-performing life. We'll focus on the topics that matter most for helping you develop into the man you were made to be. Our goal is to not only build strong men physically, but to help coach and develop strong friends, sons, brothers, fathers, business owners, and professionals in every area of your life. I'm your host, Dr. Dave Paschkowski, proud husband, business owner, physical therapist, and strength coach with a passion for helping other men strengthen their body, their mind, and their purpose. Wherever you're at in your journey, remember that you're made for more. I'm excited to have you here with us today. Now let's dive into today's episode of the Men Made For More podcast. Hey guys, thanks for joining in today. Today, I want to talk about why you should be setting performance-based goals. Uh, this is something that's huge in the goal-setting process that a lot of people are missing. If you've ever tried setting goals only to fall short or get discouraged when you didn't reach them, this is usually less of a problem with ability, but more of a problem with your goal-setting process. So in today's episode, you'll learn about why you should be setting more performance-based goals instead of outcome-based goals to reach new levels in your health, your performance, and your life. Before we get into the strategies of today, it's important to clear up some of the differences between outcome and performance-based goal setting for those that might not be familiar with the difference between the two. So an outcome-based goal is a goal that is result-driven. So think for an example, we'll use weight loss as an easy example. An outcome goal for that would be, I want to lose 20 pounds. So nothing wrong with that goal, but it leaves a lot of uh, leaves a lot of room for interpretation on what strategies are needed to actually get there. It doesn't take into account what habits and things you need to be doing to actually achieve that goal. And there's some other problems with the vague goal of I want to lose 20 pounds, such as not being specific enough and maybe not being tied into uh, the reason why you really want to achieve that. Uh, but that's something we're not getting fully into with today's episode. But want to compare that outcome-based goal of, okay, I want to lose 20 pounds to a performance-based goal for that. So a performance-based goal is something that's more habit-driven, more strategy-driven. So this doesn't take into account the outcome of how many pounds you're going to actually lose. But an example of a performance-based goal in that same weight loss example would be, I will reduce my calories to 2,400 a day and go to the gym three days a week. So see the difference between those two. The one, the outcome side takes into account that you will lose 20 pounds. But the performance one is more habit-based. It's focusing on how many calories am I eating a day and how many days am I going to the gym. Now, this also leaves a little bit of room for interpretation. You can get as specific or be more vague on these. Obviously, the more specific you are with what you're doing at the gym, how long you're spending there, all those things will take into account how much success you will actually achieve with this. But there's the difference between the two. Now, it's not to say that outcome goals are bad and performance-based goals are good and you should only set those. There's a lot of power in having both outcome-based goals and performance-based goals. 
So most people make the mistake of only setting outcome-based goals. If you look at someone's goal sheet, start of the year, especially end of a new year, a lot of those are outcome-based. It's, I will, you know, I want to buy a house. I want to lose this much weight. I want to run a marathon. I want to lift this much weight. I want to start a business. And these are all good goals, but on their own, they're not going to, they're not going to tell you what you need to actually get there. And that's why so many people fall short when they see, when they end up actually trying to put strategies in place is they just assume that it's just going to happen. And they assume that willpower alone will get them there of if seeing, I wrote this down, it's on paper. I want to lose weight. I'm just going to you know, will myself to say no to any sweets, drinking less alcohol, eating less food. And that only gets people so far. That's, that's one of the biggest problems with outcome-based goals on their own. Now it's not to say again, that you shouldn't have those, but if you can use performance-based goal setting to achieve outcome-based goals, that's an awesome way to get the best of both worlds and really harness the power of both of these things. So outcome-based goals on their own, like we said, don't take into account what's needed to get there. But performance-based goals on their own usually aren't sustainable to if you're not tying that into what the big picture is. So while it seems like, seems like uh, performance-based goals are ideal, if, if you're only setting performance-based goals, if all your goals were, I'm going to eat this many calories, I'm going to go to the gym this many days, I'm going to save this much money, those goals can get boring. Those don't have the, the fire behind it, that, that strong why. And that's where the outcome goals help to light that fire and the performance-based goals help to pave the way of what is actually needed to get there. And that's why these are so powerful together. But so many people miss the point on the performance-based goal-setting side of things. So then using those performance-based goals will just dial in those strategies necessary to achieve those goals. So going back to our weight loss example, I want to lose 20 pounds. And first off, like I mentioned, that should be at least have a time bound on it. Give you, give yourself some kind of set time boundary. So say I want to lose 20 pounds by the end of 2020. It's a good goal and, and reasonable for most people. As long as you're not already walking around at hundred pounds, losing 20 pounds is probably a very realistic goal. And that time bound by the end of the year is realistic for most people for sustainable weight loss. Now, instead of stopping there, moving into some performance-based strategies you can use to help make sure that you're achieving that. So like mentioned earlier, it can be reducing calorie intake to a certain amount. It can be eating five servings of veggies a day. So adding in, not always thinking about removing, but adding in some uh, quality foods. So eating five servings of veggies, eating, uh, replacing cleaner proteins with the ones you're currently eating, performing resistance training three days a week, going for a 30-minute walk on days you're not going to the gym. Performing daily meditation, some way to manage stress is another one that can help with losing weight, believe it or not. And so those are some, just some examples and you want to have it specific to your situation, but those are some examples that uh, can help guide you for, uh, for a goal like weight loss. Now let's compare that to the current plan that you're on. So say you want to lose 20 pounds, you're currently eating 3000 calories a day and you're going to the gym some weeks you get there two or three times and then you go two weeks without going. Even if we didn't change anything, if you just focus on those performance-based goals of eating X amount of calories and going to the gym three days a week, almost regardless of what you did at the gym, even if you went and hopped on a cardio machine or just did some resistance training, just being there, you're probably going to start losing some weight. And that's the power of these performance goals is that they take into account the habits needed to actually achieve these goals and achieve these for the long term. So that's where shifting to setting the outcome goals and then having the performance strategies underneath it 
to really leverage that and really harness it is a powerful way to start setting your goals. Now let's look at a few other examples here before we wrap up. Uh, cause it's not weight loss is an easy example to picture, but this can be applied to really anyone looking for, for any type of goals. So let's take the opposite end of the spectrum. Uh, I work with a lot of what we call hard gainers, people that actually have trouble putting on weight, putting on muscle. They're not as heavy as they want to be. They want to bulk up. They want to get stronger. So someone looking to actually gain weight, some performance-based goals for that. So we can take the same, put on 10 pounds or 20 pounds of muscle would be increasing the healthy fats and or the carbohydrates. So setting an actual amount of food that you should be consuming to help you get there. If you're already, if your metabolism runs high and you're already having a hard time gaining weight, it's not going to just magically happen by going to the gym and not tracking some of the things that you need to be tracking. Cause that's probably something you've tried already and haven't seen, haven't seen the results you're looking for. So having a set number of, I'm going to eat this percentage of fat, carbohydrates, or amount of calories. And that doesn't have to be rigid. Some people, we don't have to get into the whole, uh, should we be tracking? Should we be not when it comes to nutrition today? But that's something that at least having some kind of performance-based goal around the nutrition side of things. And it could be replacing one day of cardio you're doing with another day of resistance training, or actually taking a day off to help allow your body to recover and uh, build some of that muscle. Uh, so that's an example for someone looking to gain weight or gain muscle. For someone looking to improve their squat, improve their deadlift, improve any lift they're striving for. Some performance-based goals around that might be perform necessary mobility work three times weekly. This, this is probably something a lot of people are neglecting if they're trying to build their squat, but if their ankles and hips are stiff, you're going to really limit the ability you have to achieve that goal because you're not getting into as strong of a positions. You're potentially setting yourself up for injury even. So those are some things to consider. You might just have to train the squat and train the deadlift two times weekly if that's something you're not currently doing. Might be adding in one day of accessory work weekly to address some of those weaknesses, or it might be meeting with the coach weekly to work on lifting technique. You want to find what what uh, habits or strategies you're missing. So there, there is some reflection in this. Say, hey, where do I need the most help? And then set the goals around that. For someone looking to run their first marathon, it might just be following a set running program, hiring a nutrition coach to get that dialed in and maybe lose a little bit of weight to run more efficiently, and then cross-training two times a week to make sure you're protecting your muscles, protecting your joints, and staying balanced. And an example that's not even health or fitness related, paying off debt. This is a big one for people. Performance-based goals might be creating a budget and following that monthly. Every month, going through the budget, seeing where money's going out, seeing where money's coming in, and then putting say 90% of additional savings towards your debt, doing a debt snowball technique, limit your spending to X amount per week or picking up one additional work shift per month. So these performance goals almost kind of get, they can kind of gamify things a little bit. So it's something that you can use these as a way to uh, have some clear things of, of how to do it. So it takes paying off in that example, paying off $50,000 worth of debt. And then you have these weekly and monthly games, if you will, to, to strive for and to shoot for, and it keeps you accountable along the way. So you still have that big outcome goal you're chasing, but the performance-based goals are what's helping you get there. So I hope this was helpful, guys. In, in summary, uh, combining these outcome and performance-based goals can really take your results to the next level. So these are just a, a few strategies of many that I use with the coaching clients I get to work with, and I encourage you to look at outcome-based goal setting to uh, to combine with performance-based goal setting to really see how you can evaluate what you're currently doing and put some strategies in place to help get there. 
So if you've been having a hard time setting or sticking to goals, give performance-based goal setting a try and you'll find yourself creating some habits and strategies that will help you reach your outcome goals like never before. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode of the Men Made For More podcast. I hope you found today's show valuable and that you have some actionable strategies you can apply to your life today. If this is your first time listening, thanks for being here. The aim of this podcast is to provide a ton of the best possible content to help you grow in your journey to becoming the best version of yourself. If you enjoyed the podcast and found it helpful, please make sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave a five-star review. These subscriptions and reviews help other like-minded men discover the podcast and take the next step in strengthening their body, their mind, and their purpose. If you're a regular listener, I can't thank you enough for investing in yourself in this show. Please make sure to share this with a friend or post on social media and tag me with your favorite part from today's show. If you haven't already, make sure to join the Men Made For More Facebook group to be a part of a community of like-minded men that are elevating their game and living for more by searching Men Made For More on Facebook. Keep challenging yourself, growing, and know that it's okay to get out of your comfort zone and know that you're made for more. Thanks for listening and see you guys soon.